Hello and welcome to the Forge Church Catch-Up Podcast. We're delighted that you have chosen to click play on this podcast. Each Sunday, our hope and prayer is to provide practical teaching directed by God that ties into everyday life. We hope today's talk encourages you. Hey, welcome everybody again to Forge Everyone. First yes. time. Hey, Forge I, Devon, and Hannah Thurston. Yeah, I think that's worth round of applause. Absolutely. Thank you, Finn and Thurston, for hosting all of us. Absolutely. Um, as Finn said, we are starting and finishing a series all in one day, which we don't normally do either, called Great Expectations. And maybe you come to the Forge and you know that this isn't normal and you're ready for that. Maybe this is your first time. Maybe you're visiting and we're really glad you're here. Uh, and maybe that's a good place to start because chances are that if you are here for the first time, it's because you have been invited by somebody else. And that really excites us because we know that great stories often start with an invitation. Uh, And here at The Forge, actually, some of our most exciting stories that we have are ones that start with invitation. They often start with a phrase like, "Um, I'm so glad that I came along to see, and I'm so glad that I came uh, and because somebody once invited me. Uh, At Forge I recently we've had somebody who's come along and had uh, that exact experience, a guy called Paul, uh, who I've been getting to know a little bit. Uh, He was invited by a guy called Russell. Uh, He came along, he's been coming back a few times since. And so he had that exact experience we've been talking about in terms of he came up afterwards and said, um, such a good time, really glad he came uh, to see what it was about and to get involved a little bit as well. Um, It mentioned um, uh, some of the the stuff that was spoken at the front, some of the music and the rest of it. And that really excited um, me and something excited us here at the forge as well and so we've titled this series or this one day series great expectations because we recognize that when we have a great experience when we have a great experience and we partner that with a great invitation it can often lead to somebody else's great expectation and so sometimes when those great expectations are met it leads to good stories like Paul and others that I'm sure we all have but sometimes when those great expectations aren't met it can lead onto something more tricky Steve you got a story about that yeah I have um, when I was uh, about five or six I think I was taken along uh, to my very first cricket match at Lords and uh, from that day on I fell in love with cricket and absolutely loved the game passionate about the game used to play it and watch it and when I got married in 2003 I thought if I could invite my wife to a cricket match uh, she might love cricket and then for the rest of our married life we'll be able to watch cricket together and so honestly it was shortly after we got married um, someone bought two tickets for uh, an international one-day cricket match it was a final and uh, at Lords and so uh, they were handed to me and I could invite anyone I wanted so I thought this is great I can invite my wife so I invited Sarah to come uh, along and uh, there was great expectations about this I was so looking forward to it Uh, and Sarah said yes quite willingly and we went to Lords on that day Uh, sadly England hadn't made the final so there were two kind of other country teams so Sarah knew no one and uh, we arrived there and it was grey and it was cold and there was this wind off the pitch which blow through the stands and so Sarah was sitting there in her in her overcoat kind of trying to keep warm and the match started for about 10 minutes and then all the players went off as it started to drizzle with rain and I kind of sensed a, a, a kind of a feeling of doom for the day and it got through to about two o'clock with cricket on and off and I just looked across at Sarah and then she suddenly stood up and she said how long does this match go on to? And so I said optimistically, oh, just about seven. Seven, she said. Right, I'm off to the pub or off to the car. I will meet you there. 
And this really expensive ticket, she just got up and walked out. She'd thought about going to the shop, but it was full of cricket stuff. So she wasn't overly excited by that as well. And so quite literally, she just walked out of the ground and headed off. And I was sitting there thinking, no, why did I invite her, especially on a day like this? And she was certainly thinking, why the heck did I say yes to this so-called husband of mine? So for the rest of our marriage, I've been working really, really hard to try and win Sarah back over to uh, liking cricket. And she is... tell you she is such a lovely wife because she has made a huge effort and do you know what she can name every single cricketer she fancies (laughs) and so James (laughs) um, here he comes Uh, James Anderson has played a huge part in reviving cricket within my wife because she just loves to watch him and many others but yeah great expectations certainly weren't met on that one I'm afraid we all have stories like that don't we where great expectations aren't met I can remember a couple of years ago um, my whole family packed around my parents house um, for Christmas and on boxing day my mum knocked on the door um, to the room I was sleeping in and I sort of woke up and she goes Johnny we're all going to the cinema later do you want to come with us and I was like okay what film are we seeing she goes the greatest showman Um, And now I have one rule with films. Uh, Actually, I have two rules. Number one, no rom-coms. Number two, no musicals. And so I said, Mum, is it a musical? And she goes, no, I don't think so. (laughs) So we all sat down in the cinema. And I was like, here we go. Expectation ruined, right? Great expectations. When we have an expectation that doesn't live up to, uh, yeah, the expectation, it can all fall flat very, very quickly, can't it? And so when it comes to that is attention because the things that we have great experiences of, um, things that we care about, things that changed us, things that excited us uh, and really pushed us perhaps, we want that same experience for other people. But when we offer that, it has an innate sense of risk, an innate sense of possible disappointment. But when it comes to faith, when it comes to the Christian faith, and when it comes to the fundamentals of the Christian faith and the story of Jesus, we are all invited to share some great expectations. And when we look at the story of Jesus, we find exactly that. Steve, do you want to... Go yeah. through a story with us. I would say that one of my favourite kind of come and see stories uh, takes place at midday, the hottest part of the day, when on the whole people would not be out and about. Uh, and uh, there was a lady who was making her way, and she was making her way to a well to go and draw water. And when she arrives, there is uh, a man already standing there. This is how John uh, records it. He says this, a woman, a Samaritan, came to draw water. And Jesus said, would you give me a drink of water? Because his disciples had gone to the village uh, to buy food for lunch. The Samaritan woman, taken aback, asked, how come you, a Jew, are asking me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? Because Jews in those days wouldn't be caught dead talking to Samaritans. In fact, Many of you would know, even within that culture, having a man talking with a woman was, was just a taboo thing to do out in public. And Jesus answered this, if you knew the generosity of God and who I am, you would be asking me for a drink and I would give you fresh living water. The woman said, sir, you don't even have a bucket to draw with and this well is deep. How are you going to get this living water? So basically, she was talking very literally. Jesus was introducing an analogy, uh, an idea into this conversation to try and start to draw this woman to something much more. And Jesus said this, everyone who drinks this water will get thirsty again and again. Anyone who drinks the water I give will never thirst, not ever. 
The water I give will be an artisan spring within, gushing fountains of endless life. And what Jesus was doing uh, was very, very clever. He was taking this analogy of water to highlight a deep thirst in this woman's life. You see, she was desperate to be loved, desperate to be valued. Probably the reason that she had come at midday was to be able to avoid people, uh, because normally people would never go to the well at midday. But she was probably embarrassed or hiding uh, or, or didn't feel good enough to be mixing with others. So she'd come at midday. And the reason was this, is because uh, her relational life was kind of just in tatters. That she had started relationship after relationship. And those relationships had broken down and she was left to feel unloved. She was left to feel uh, undervalued. And there she was talking with this man. And this man, Jesus, was talking about something incredible, about a kind of a refreshing water from within that could bubble up. And so there was Jesus saying this to her, saying, imagine that thirst for love and value being quenched from the inside rather than trying to find it from other people. Because this is what Jesus was offering to this woman, and it proved to be transformational for her. And what's amazing is that that is exactly what Jesus offers to every single one of us. Do you know what? There are so many people who are desperate, desperately, desperately wanting to be liked and appreciated and loved. And so they post stuff on social media and their value will come from how many people like it. And if not many people do, then on the whole, they don't feel loved. People can go from relationship to relationship to relationship. And at times we can watch family and friends just making another mistake after another mistake. Why? Because they're desperate to find love, desperate to be loved. And what Jesus is saying is that there is a love that doesn't come externally from other people. There is a love and a value that can be placed in our very hearts, which is found when God gives us his Holy Spirit. So that we are driven out of love that comes from within, that comes from God himself, rather than desperately finding it from others. When we invite him to be king, because we've sung about it, all hail King Jesus. When we invite him to be the king of our lives, we discover a love greater than any other. And so through this conversation, she realizes that Jesus knows her and she's amazed. And so she goes running back to her village. And this is what she says. Here it comes. Come and see a man who knew all about the things I did, who knows me inside out. Do you think this could be the Messiah? And they went out to see for themselves. She was so excited, she couldn't keep quiet about it. And this come and see moment led to so many people finding faith in Jesus. Many of the Samaritans came out and they started talking with Jesus. In fact, they invited him to stay in the village for two days. And as they talked with him, they discovered what faith in God through Jesus could look like. This is how John reports it. A lot more people entrusted their lives to him, that's to Jesus, when they heard what he had to say. They said to the woman, this woman who was so excited to find a love beyond any kind of love she'd had before, we're no longer taking this on your say-so. We've heard it for ourselves and know it for sure. He's the saviour of the world. There is something 
so transformational, so impactful, so powerful about our story and about our experience of Jesus' love, of his acceptance, of his forgiveness and presence. And it's why come and see is one of the ways in which God uses to introduce people to Jesus. And I love that phrase, come and see. Yeah. Uh, and we've seen some of those moments at the Forge as well, haven't we? Those come and see moments. And we want to Absolutely, share a few of yeah. those stories right so now. So seven years ago, around this time of year, um, I had an email from Jo Cracknell. And uh, she'd emailed me saying, please could we ask the church to pray for my friend, whose name is Claire Balfour, uh, because uh, she's been diagnosed with cancer. And so as a church at that time, we'd prayed uh, for Claire. And for our Christmas service that year, um, Joe invited Claire along uh, to that service. And I remember Joe coming in with her. I remember talking with Claire, giving her a hug. And Claire was so grateful that people had prayed. And coming to that service, it had such an impact on her that when it came to January, she came back every week. And this time she brought her um, partner um, and uh, now husband, Andy, and brought uh, Becca and uh, Liam along too. And over that next little while, through um, being part of the church, through uh, attending Alpha, uh, it was quite incredible uh, that they as a family all found faith. And uh, they were baptized. It was just a brilliant, brilliant day. And Claire and Andy now lead one of our 10-month groups, one of our small groups that helps to build community and to learn together. Uh, they're leading that. Claire often sings and leads on a Sunday. Andy's often behind a camera. Becca is, um, uh, is often singing on a Sunday too. And just to see what God has done through that come and see invitation. Yeah, I can remember at Forge Eye as well, similar story of those come and see moments. Um, there's a woman called Brenda who is part of our congregation there. And uh, two years ago when we launched, just over two years ago when we launched um, I, at about that time, uh, she went to visit a friend who lived uh, a little way away uh, and she was invited to her church. Uh, she went along, uh, had this great experience, had a really profound uh, encounter with God, and at the end of it, uh, said to her friend, hey, I just wish there was a community like this, a place like this, which I could be part of. And she looked online, and there wasn't um, uh, anything really about which uh, was close enough to her. Um, and so she went home, perhaps a little bit disappointed, uh, and when she got back, uh, she found, through her letterbox, had been posted by, I think, um, Sandra Leverett, who's part of our eye congregation, uh, an invitation to... Um, uh, to the first ever Forge Eye service. And it said, hello, we'd love to see you. Um, please do come along. And she did come along. Uh, she became part of the Forge Eye family. Uh, she got baptized uh, a year later. I think you can see it on the screen if it was up there. Um, uh, and she's really become part of our community. She gets involved again through um, the welcome team, through the hospitality team as well. She's been involved there as well. It's just been an amazing um, story to see. And one of our best come and see um, inviters and people is Claire Walsh. Uh, where are you, Claire? That's right. There she is. That's right. Can everyone just see? She's just there. Okay, so learn from this lady. Uh, it was um, uh, a few years back that she invited her friend Karen uh, to come and see and to come to uh, Forge Debenham at the time. Uh, Karen came with um, uh, the kids too. And then when Forge Thurston started, she's been coming ever since again uh, through uh, being part of the church, through attending an Alpha course. Uh, she has um, come to faith. She's now leading um, a 10-month group uh, as well, one of the leaders here within the life of the church. Uh, she got baptized uh, through the power of saying come and see 
People's lives have been turned around and changed. And that's why we have such great expectations about the power of come and see. Come and see, I love that phrase. And I think the reason I love it is that it's not just unique to um, those few stories that we've had at the forge, nor is it, I think, is it unique to that one story with Jesus and the woman in the well. I think that that phrase, come and see, uh, reflects a real core part of what the Christian faith is about. When you look at the story of Jesus, there are time and time and time again, you'll find and read about these come and see moments. Just think about it for a second. When you think of the story of Jesus, right at the very beginning, before anything else, angels appeared to shepherds on a hillside and said, listen, come and see. A child is going to be born in Bethlehem, and you guys have to come and witness it. Or maybe it was the star in the sky beckoning to some kings. Come and see. A king is going to be born, and you have to be there to witness it. Or maybe it was John the Baptist in the, um, in the wilderness preaching to the crowd, speaking to the crowd, saying, come and see, there's going to be someone coming who was greater than I. Or maybe it was uh, Andrew speaking to Peter, saying, come and see, come and see, there's this man called Jesus, and if we follow him and follow his mission, our lives are going to change, and it's going to be radical, and we've got to come and see. Or maybe it was the tax collector, uh, tax collector Matthew, the tax collector Matthew, who went to all of his, uh, his disreputable friends and said, come and see, this guy's changed my life, he can change yours too. Or maybe it was lepers, lepers who said, come and see, I mean, you'll recognize me, I was one of those untouchable people who was just dispelled from the community, and now you can see my skin is clean. This guy touched me and now my life has changed forever. Or maybe it was the paralyzed people, the blind people, the deaf people, the mute people who said, come and see. Come and see. I once couldn't walk and now I can walk. I once couldn't speak and now I can speak. I once couldn't hear and now I can hear. I was once blind, but now I see. Or maybe it was the Pharisees saying, come and see this. Come and see. Because this guy, how dare he say that he is the Lord, the Son of God. Or maybe it was the disciples saying, come and see. I mean, we don't fully even get this yet, but we were on a boat with him. And this Jesus spoke to the elements of the earth. He spoke to the wind and spoke to the sea and they obeyed him. And it was like, what does that even look like? Come and see. Or maybe it was the father who said, listen, come and see. My daughter today was dead and now she's breathing again because of Jesus. Come and see him. Come and see. Or maybe it was a whole bunch of people who were hungry on a hillside and say, come and see just last week. Last week, we were all sitting on a hillside, and we were all hungry, had nothing to eat, 5,000 of us, and this guy, Jesus, had some bread and fish and fed us all, and we can't explain it. Come and see. Or maybe it was Peter who said, listen, just the other day, I was on a boat, and it was wavy, and it was rocky, and there in the middle of the sea was this guy called Jesus, and he said, through faith, come out and step outside of the boat, and whilst I had faith, it was only the palms of my feet that got wet. Come and see. Or maybe it was the woman in the well. He said, come and see. This guy's just told me things about myself that I didn't even think I knew. Or maybe it was the woman caught in adultery saying, come and see. Come and see this guy, because everyone wanted to kill me a second ago, and this guy was the guy who stood in the way. Come and see. Or maybe it was some of the people in the community in Jerusalem who said, come and see. I mean, you remember that guy, Jesus, who we welcomed into the city and there was the big parade? Apparently he's been arrested. Come and see. Come and see. Come and see if the uh, lawmakers are going to trial him and they do trial him and, and come and see because they just said he's going to be executed and nailed to a tree. Come and see. Come and see if he really is the Messiah, if he can save himself. Maybe it was the Roman officer, come and see, surely this man, what he said was true, and he is who he says he was. 
Come and see. Maybe it was a few days later with Mary, Jesus' mother, who says to some of her friends, come and see. Today is the day. Today's the day I'm going to go and look after my son's body. If only I can find someone to roll away the stone. And as they approach the grave, who's outside but an angel? Come and see. Come and see, and you will not find him here. But you will find him in Galilee. And they went and saw him, and other people saw him. And from that moment on, the mandate hasn't changed. From that moment on, there were moment after moment, billions of come and see moments, which invited people, which invited a lot of us here, into this thing called faith. And the mandate hasn't changed. We're all invited to come and see. So this week, as you've already heard, this is the launch um, of our invitations towards our Christmas service on the uh, 15th of December. And I just want uh, you to consider, think, who in your life could you say, come and see, uh, and give the invite to? Because God tends to use these come and see moments to bring transformation to people's lives. Come and Uh, Come and see uh, a community uh, of people who are passionate about what they believe. Come and see a community of people who operate out of brokenness rather than trying to cover up. Come and see uh, an event that, that introduces you to a God who helps us through our fears. Hence our big theme of fear not. Come and see. Come and be part of it. And as we pray, as we pray for those people... I honestly believe God could be at work and God could be moving in their lives because maybe he wants to do one of his uh, amazing transformational works in your family or in your friend's life. You don't know. God does, but give the come and see invitation. I have great expectations for this Christmas. Um, I just thought I'd let you know what my great expectations are, uh, that um, I am longing this Christmas that we would see more people getting to hear about the Christmas message than ever before. So we're holding these three services at uh, 10.30, at 4, and at 7.30. And I'd love to see the barn full of people, which would be about 750 people. And I'm longing to see, uh, similar to last year, of 250 people watching live online on that Sunday morning, for us to be able to reach out to 1,000 people. And actually, if every person at the forge invited two people, we would smash that out out of the water. We really would. And so, or splash it, which is it, smash or splash? Smash, we'll do smash, sorry, yeah, okay. Um, And so, hence, use these invitations. Take three, take four, take more that you can. You're even giving these little angels as Christmas decorations. There's a little gift to go with it uh, as well. And so make the most of this. But this Christmas could be a transformational time for any of our family and friends who we say, come and see. So pray this Christmas, who can you invite? Who can you play this come and see invitation with? And pray that with great expectation, people will see who this amazing Jesus is. The Jesus who is the greatest gift ever to our world. That's all for this week. Thanks once again for joining us. We'd love to keep the conversation going, so please check us out on social media at Forge Church and check out our website, forgechurch.com, where you can give financially, watch new content and see any details of events we have going on here at The Forge. See you next week.